Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. A truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. It's been another week. It has really been good to be back and to see all the comments and to hear all the messages. And, uh, you know, not too many people are mad at us about the new format. What about you, Lamont? Yeah, I agree. Um, I've, one of the things I noticed that people were liking was actually the timestamps. They kind of helped them in case they wanted to go back or maybe jump ahead and kind of maneuver around on the show. And um, I haven't heard too many people complain about the two. I think they like that we went a little more in depth with the uh, with the two truths rather mm-hmm. than just having four and kind of trying to keep them not as, you know, fleshed out. So I agree. So how was your week? It was pretty good. I've had a good week. Um Oh, okay. Um, it's been pretty good. I've had a good week. Uh, work's been well. Stuff going on with the kids is going good. My son's last soccer game is this upcoming Saturday. So we have more people coming out. And that's going to be a whole nother thing. But other than that, that's been it. How about yourself? So last week we went to a 50th birthday party. It was a surprise birthday party. I'm going to tell you what. I was well behaved. Really? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. But I was, I really was well behaved. Uh, it was good to see so many people. Uh, a lot of people came from out of town. Oh, I got to see cousins and stuff that are in the city, but because of COVID, you know, we just really haven't been socializing. Right. Right. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you what, I'm ignorant. Like, <laughs> so it was a birthday party. It was a surprise. It didn't start on time. Of course, we never expected it to. Like I told my husband on the way there, we just stop and get a white castle crave case. For those that don't know, White Castle's is a delicious, yummy burger place. They sell little sliders and they have tons of onions and stuff. You got to get it with cheese. Otherwise, there's no point. Uh, Nonetheless, I was like, let's get a Crave case. And we just pass them out because we know it's going to be a long time before that food is ready. But we didn't because, you know, that would be tacky. I wish we had. (laughs) <laughs> how long did you all have to wait it was only an hour and a half so it was oh, way okay. better than i anticipated so okay. uh but it was fun although there was a church service and an interpretive dance as well uh i wish i was jo- oh and there was a there was a uh a song written for the guest of honor i wish I was lying. And the thing is, you've known me for 10 years and we've been really close for the last five. Yeah. You know, this sounds like something I would joke, make a joke about. Like I would just take it and ride and roll. And just go crazy with it. But no. Was it that? Okay. But it was amazing. Oh my God. They had these beautiful centerpieces. Um, They were crown, empty crown royal bottles. uh, Like, uh, like the gallon jug bottles. Yeah. Like centerpieces are really dope. It was, Honestly, it was really, really pretty. It really, really was. Okay. Uh, but one of my cousins was like, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Man, you say MF a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, do I? He's like, yeah. He was like, I can't believe my little cousin says MF that much. 
I was like, do I? So I was gonna. So your face is letting me know. Apparently, I do. Because I was gonna say, do I see MF a lot? No, no. You know what's weird is I'm. I made that facial expression because I was really trying to go back and think of you saying it that much and i don't really recall you saying it that much but it could be for them that they're not used to you saying it at all exactly so for them it's extreme to even hear you say it four times uh, exactly and we've done 26 27 episodes so for them that's like whoa you're saying that so yeah right. it's coming saturday we have a belt test so uh our otis is going for his orange belt okay so that should be fun we did a whole tour of his uh uh, was that uh, dojo last week and all this fun, fun, fun family stuff. So hmm. that's been cool. And and then I am, I think I'm doing well in my new role, in my new job. Getting it's it. Uh, I got um corrected to uh, yesterday by one of my associates, and she she asked me, so what do you go by? And I said I introduced myself as Dr. Vicky Harris. But I go by Dr. Harris and I go by Vicky. And we're on a Zoom call. She looked me dead in the Zoom eyes. And for those that don't know what Zoom is, it's a video conferencing. And if you don't know what Zoom is, you don't, I don't even know how you can access a podcast. But nonetheless, she looked me dead in my Zoom eyes and said, I'm going to call you Dr. Harris. And she looked at me indignantly and said, you worked hard for that. In a professional setting, you're Dr. Harris. In a personal setting, you're Vicky. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, yes, ma'am. I, I felt like one of those things where, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You like, to, You got to check yourself. To be like, Did I soil myself? Did she get me? Yes, ma'am. I, I was going to do what you say. I think that's fair, though. I mean, we, we had that conversation. We all talked as a group, and we told you. We were like, that's the thing, is you put in the work for that. So, yeah. obviously, in, those, in that position, yeah. But if you're like at Chuck E. Cheese, and, like, they're announcing your table, and you're like, doctor, I'm like, okay, listen... Oh, now I probably would write it down because like, Dr. like McCheese, relax. <laughs> I would write it down like, oh, here she is again. It's 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 father mucker. There you go. There you go. There you that go. was for you, cause I love you. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, so we have uh, thought about what we wanted to have our uh, our truths look like for this week, and. And you know we it's it's kind of centered around the uh, misquoted idiom. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Blood is thicker than water. And so, the actual quote is: "The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb," which simply means the bonds that you share with people that you choose are stronger than the bonds of the people you're born with. And that makes sense. Fam friends are the family that you choose. Yes. And while the same blood is thicker than water is really taken out of context and right. really just kind of bastardized. Um, it's also true that your blood family can be thicker than the womb's water. Hmm. I, I say that because, you know, as we grow, we become bonded, and and there are some people who are that's my friend, just because it, it so happens to be in my family. So I do think that that blood, the blood of the covenant, <laughs> can be thicker than the water of the womb. Yeah. That blood is thicker than water, but with the understanding that that can be familial. So 
that's our that's our theme for today. Our our theme is that's what we're gonna run with. And so <laughs> in light of that, my first one is titled <clears throat> My Parents Suck. <laughs> I'm gonna warn you, this is a trauma dump that no one asked for. I just started writing and saw where I went. Four years before I was born, my mom was married to my dad's drug dealer. They started messing around and ended up getting pregnant. Uh, Her husband at the time left her without being an ass about it. So my parents got married and had me. To cure my mom's terrible baby blues after me, they decided to pop out two more kids. When having kids didn't work, they went back to drugs. These are what I call the rough times. We moved into the projects with my dying great-grandma who lived in the living room on a breathing machine. A year goes by of nothing but fights. Then they take me to my uncle's house for my birthday and my dad doesn't show up. He wrapped his car around a tree after drifting into the wrong lane and hitting someone head on. My mom had had enough, divorces him while he's in court order rehab. He meets someone in rehab, but gets pissed that my mom starts seeing someone new before he even gets out of rehab. Last time I see my dad for about a year is the day he gets out. He kicks open the front door and chases my mom's new boyfriend to the basement. He starts wildly shooting through the basement door with all three of the kids standing like five feet away, wondering where the F he was, where the F he even was for the last year. Unfortunately, the guy didn't get shot. He raped my sister and I would have loved for him to bleed out slowly. Grandmom died about a month later. Then my mom started partying every day in her new, with her new boyfriends. Mom is now single after my stepdad of nine years raped my sister. She's been raped a lot. Dad died a few years ago on the toilet like Elvis. He was a hot flame that just burned out. Oh, he raped her too. Okay. Um, there's a whole lot. This seems like the worst written movie ever to me. That's like the first thought. Is I was like, okay, this seems like somebody was like, let's take all the worst things you can and just put it to paper and then just have somebody reenact it. But the sad part is, and I have to assume based on this being a truth, that this is a real story. This is a nightmare. As far as the truth, I can't I can't really deem the person telling the truth as anything of any type of spice level. It's a bell pepper for them telling us. But their family is off the scale. It's there's no I mean, I would say a Carolina Reaper. Because based on based on what the information is as far as so the mom was with it, let me make sure I've got this right. Mom was with a drug dealer. Dad was a side dude that she ended up having relations with and got pregnant by while being with and getting separated or and or divorced from the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Then she had baby blues, so they decided to have two more children. Mm-hmm. During that time frame, 
which we find out at the end that the father ended up raping the sister, but they didn't connect that at first. We found that out way at the end. We were like, what else could be in this nightmarish garbage can? Um, the father got a, got sent to rehab, right? Mm-hmm. He got sent to rehab. And while he was in rehab, mom was like, let's go pick up another guy. So she got another guy, moved the other guy in. Dad got out of rehab, kicked in the door like Terminator, was shooting guns off down into the basement where he had the guy run to. And the children are all standing there wondering where he's even been the past year. They just have no clue. All the while, also, this new guy had raped the sister as well. And the guy said, my sister had been raped a lot. He just said a lot. Like So now at this point, we just have to assume that the sister's just been raped, which one time is too many. But for this case, just an insurmountable amount of times. The dad dies. The mom is single because the other guy is gone. Yeah, this is a nightmare. This is just a nightmare. Um, This is a lot. So I I feel like he's confessing his childhood, which is why I thought it would be kind of applicable. Yeah. And I I think that this is a a perfect example. This is like 3,000 examples of one you don't know what people are walking around dealing with. True. That sounds insane. Yeah. But if we started telling all our dark stuff. We might be like, oh, okay. Now, I don't have a, a gun-wieldy moment, but I do remember a, a station wagon getting caught on fire. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it, it, I, I think I think that there's one piece. Like, you know. Right. The only way for us as human beings, doesn't matter black or white, rich or poor, to break out of that kind of cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. is by acknowledging what happened and then not doing it. Yeah. I think that the reason why the blood of the covenant and the reason why I'm saying it correctly is because some of y'all been saying it wrong all your lives, including me. Right. So the reason why the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb is because of situations like this. Absolutely. Because there are people who are strangers in the street. You wouldn't treat as poorly as that. You know what I'm saying? Um, And it's, it becomes a, generational curse Mm -hmm. where you continue to do the same thing and then you do it to your kids and your kids do it and the only way to stop it is to break a generational curse and it's to acknowledge this happened don't pretend like it didn't happen don't lie don't put your head in the sand right this is real however i do not agree that my entire life has to be based on the garbage that someone else put me through. Absolutely. This is not a representation of who I am as a person. So I don't agree that this is a reason for me to be held back. I don't agree that uh, I am less than or worthless because of these actions. That's not fair to me. And so yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 more saying it's what I went through, but not who I am. So no, I completely understand that. I agree. And, and it's hard to get to the point of this is who I am now because you have to unbelieve. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. And I think that people, I, I would imagine his mom, probably experienced, if not the same thing, very close to it. Mm-hmm. And if she became numb to the abuse and it became normal mm-hmm. 
And because, you know, if you if my husband, my husband has never laid a hand on me. If he did, that would be like a, a it would be on a what's it called? A, a red flag. Yeah. Like that would be. Oh, we we we've got some problems. Right. Oh, I have to get my husband taken care of. Whatever that means, that may mean he may need to lose a hand. Like if you steal something, you get a hand cut off. Maybe if you hit me, you get a hand cut off. I don't know. But I swear to God, I would call my brother. (laughs) Sorry for those who are offended for me swearing. But I promise I'd call my brother and be like, listen, (laughs) he just hit me. (laughs) Nah. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, though. But I say that that all in jest. But yeah, Yeah. it's very... It's sad. Yeah. It's sad to think that there are people you are messing with that you are possibly a tailgating or you're honking a horn at them. And they just had a flashback of some stuff they experienced. Um, You don't know. These people are out here on the edge. Constantly. Not, Not everyone has an idealistic life. And even those that we think do don't always have an idealistic life. Absolutely. You know, it's everything is always prettier on the outside. You know, the grass is greener. Yeah. Uh, and to some degree, I think that's a, a really good cliche. We often assume that everyone else has things all together. It's yeah. a natural assumption. Mm-hmm. And that we are the ones who are off, are not not in sync with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just because you know all your stuff. Right. You already have all the information for you, but you only have a surface level for someone else. No yeah. one's telling you all the, no one's, I barely tell my therapist everything I need to. So I, how do you unload all of who you are? And then in a, in a space where you don't get judged. Yeah. So anyway, so that was, so my, for me, I, I would give it a, the confession, the the original poster, did nothing wrong. Uh, yeah, you're right. right. Bell, but this is their truth, and this is the entire situation is a beyond a Carolina Reaper. Absolutely. This is one of those ghost chips that you eat and yeah. and see how long you can hold it in or whatever. Right. That is what this is. You have toxicity in the father, the mother. I mean, I could the way he described this, I could see the grandmother in the living room on oxygen smoking cigarettes. I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think she, he never yeah. put that in there. I feel like she had ripple. I, I don't know why I feel like she was drinking ripple. I don't know why. And like, it just, just chain yeah. smoking just, next to the oxygen. Yeah. Like all kinds of, I mean, if somebody, I don't know. I just saw, yeah. I don't know. It was a lot going on. Yeah. And you got somebody kicking in doors and, 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 and you, you know, I just try to think how scary would that be for me? But as an adult, but you think about a kid, you just witness somebody, your father, who you ain't seen in a year. Like that would be the most conflicting moment because you'd be like, "Dad, oh, sh- wait a minute, hold on." He didn't. <laughs> I don't know how to because technically I'm, you're here. Hey, where you been? But you kicked in the. Do- There's a lot going on there. So no, yeah. I yeah yeah. It's it's a lot going on. That one that one's tough because you, like you said, you want to. I, I like you said. I think sometimes. 
if you were to if you were to take people, I don't know if you remember, there was a commercial back in the day where it showed like a bubble above people and it told you like a secret about them. Mm. And it was something that you would never really know. And it was so interesting because it was really about um, stop bullying and just be nicer to people. Because like you said, you never really know what someone's going through. And um, social media is the perfect example of one of the things that I think where it's bad is it does show you so many things that everyone deems perfect or you get the person who's always showing their negative side. So we read it and go, oh man, I'm tired of seeing the person who posts negative stuff because they're always posting negative stuff. But then you will look at someone who's always posting positive stuff and then when they disappear, they just don't say anything, then everyone just seems to be like, oh, they're just enjoying themselves. But to be honest, and, I, and I'm not saying this to be mean, there's been times where those people who post positive things have taken their lives. And then you go, people go, what happened? They always seem so excited and so happy. And you go, well, that's because they were trying to convince themselves they were happy too. Mm. And unfortunately, because they didn't know how to communicate what they were feeling internally, the outward response that they were given didn't help with their inward issues. And unfortunately, it kind of bled over and, you know, things happen. So I'm, I'm glad that this person was able to confess it and get that information out there. But still, that's just, that's tough. Like you said, the, the family itself is off the scale. And I can only imagine what the sister's thought process is. Could you imagine? And he never mentioned the other sibling, whether it's a, a, another sister or a brother. Correct. So, we don't know. Yeah, I, I think you make a very good point that oftentimes people who, I, and I, I say oftentimes, and I don't know that to be true. That's what so they do, yeah. I will put this, I will say I am making this up. Because I, I want to say oftentimes, but I think that it makes sense or it's rational to think that if you feel hopeless and you don't think anyone can help you and, mm -hmm. and you're putting up a facade, that it is unlikely that you'll go to you'll, you feel comfortable going to someone saying, hey, this is this part of me is broken because of the anxiety that lives inside of you. Mm -hmm. So I will say so if you are uh, ever having feelings of uh, suicide or hurting yourself or someone else. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to the suicide hotline. So if you're in the U.S., the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline is 800-273-8255. Again, the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. And if you ever find yourself in a place where you can't talk to the people around you, but you feel like you were ready to leave this, this giant rock, and it's not necessarily your predetermined time, um, reach out for help. Um, everyone has something and I know that your something may be worse than, you know, one can possibly imagine, or it could be, you feel like you shouldn't be sad about it because it's not as bad as somebody else's. Your pain, your grief, your emotions, your feelings are real. You may not have to experience your daddy kicking in daddy's home and shooting people to, in order for you to have a real experience that is traumatizing enough for you to even contemplate suicide. So, um, of course, you know, I'm going to, I think everybody's to some degree is normal. Right. Now, not anybody in that truth we just read. Right. Right. But I will say that, you know, if you're, if, if, if things aren't going the way that you want, if things are not working out fine, if you have doubts and anything that drives you to that point, go get 
help. You, we are better because you were here. And I don't even know you. Yeah. We, this earth is better because you were. Okay, let me let me go back. <laughs> Unless you kick doors down and shoot people indiscriminately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of y'all out here, are, it's we're glad you're here. Yeah. Now, there's some of y'all out here that are pieces of poo. And we need you gone. But, I mean, that's subjective. Like, you know. I, I'm just saying, if you you out there killing people like what happened where where are all these missing black women agreed okay so i'm gonna go ahead and read my truth for this week the title is i gave my sister weed when she was 12 and she ended up on heroin okay so i was only about 14 myself and we both had some serious mental health issues weed and ecstasy seemed to help and took my mind off wanting to harm myself so I figured when my sister started trying to harm herself that some harmless drugs would do her good. It did switch her attention for a while, but she ended up trying everything and was on heroin by the age of 15. She grew her own plants in her bedroom at age 13 14 to feed her weed habit. I really was trying to help, but I still feel guilty as hell. Wow. So uh, I have a cousin who has a program here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it helps uh, foster children. It's called Mahogany Foster. And uh, it's really for um, African-American girls specifically that are in the foster program. And she once told me, this is like, had to be five years ago. And she had a uh, a girl on heroin, struck out on heroin since she was 12. Wow. 12 years old. Jeez. So... I will first start by saying your confession. I, I, I'm probably only going to give it a poblano because it may irritate others. Right. It, it may, it doesn't irritate me, right. but it may irritate others. There's no way you can know that someone trying out marijuana is going to be like, yep, I'm trying it out. I'm going to go to heroin. Right. Like I had know a lot of people who would smoke weed. I don't know if they tried heroin, but I think there would be some telltale signs. I feel like there'd be some giveaways. I, I think. Yeah. And maybe they tried it and they get hooked, but I think heroin's the one that, like, once you, heroin and crack, once you try it, like, it it, it, it almost starts to physiologically change you. So once you try crack, you don't go back, is what you're saying? I think that's, I mean, I, I had to ask for the receipts, but uh, I think good reference for those yeah. who called it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, but I, I digress. Right. There's no way she should have known that. She could have known that. Yeah. And to blame it on, blame her drug use. Because now let's go back a couple of steps. Right, right, right. Why are y'all harming yourselves? Yeah. Trauma. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's start there. Right. Why are we 13, 12, 13, 14, and we're at a place where I can grow marijuana in my room? Yeah. Because that's not just something you just really have the stuff available. I'm trying to get my kids clothes to stop growing in their room. Like the snacks they had. But I would notice a whole marijuana plant growing. Yeah. I Why don't they notice that? So I think that you probably had all assumptions. I'm just trying to read in between the lines. You probably had nothing to do with her. It may have been inevitable. Mm-hmm. Because if both of you are cut and it, and again everyone's trauma is different and everyone's feelings are different and but cutting is a sign of there's something wrong yeah 
Absolutely. And it, it or hurting yourself. Right. And so for a child and think about how young that is Yeah. for a child to say, I'm going to smoke weed and take ecstasy to numb the pain to stop me from hurting myself. Right. No, sweet pea. This was not on you. No, that is not on you. That is, you are in an environment that has to be, I'm guaranteed there's some toxicity there. And I know that may be my favorite word, but if my children are starting to grow their own marijuana plants in their room at 13 or 14, there's some problems in this house. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that, that would be, and again, uh, and I, I really, this is one of those times I wish we had someone here to argue against water being thicker than blood Mm. because I can hear the argument that your family is going to love you no matter what. And your family is going to be there for you no matter what. But the, the argument I have on the counter of that is my family has decided what their morals are, what's right and what's wrong. And they have taught me, I am totally shaped by whatever it is that they've decided is most important. But what if what they've decided is the right way, isn't the right way for me. Yeah. And yeah, you may have every good intention, but you're a bigot. Mm -hmm. I love you to death, but you're a homophobe. I don't have to, I don't have to generate a relationship with you. Maybe, and you were raised to be a homophobe or a bigot or what other maybe negative characteristics that I choose not to associate myself with. Mm -hmm. And while you care about me, you want me to be able to get the nice job or you want to make sure I have food on my plate. And as an adult, I can look at you and decide whether the decisions and the principles and the agreements that you set up and that you told me that I need to follow are indeed things that I should follow. Right. Regardless of how you love me or not. And if I think that what you're putting out in the, in the world is toxic to me or it is, it hurts me or it hurts others. I don't have to agree to stay in this bond, but I digress. For this one again, I don't think it's that 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 girl's. I think it was a girl. I don't think it was that original poster's fault. I don't think it was the confessor's fault. Yeah, that her sister ended up on heroin. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, for me, I would I would rate it the same way. I think it, for me it would be a poblano because I know some people would probably be upset with it. They'd be like if you. Some people are going to say if you would have never shown her this, this wouldn't have happened. And that, who's to say? Right. And that, that seems like such a hard direction to take there when, like you just said, you know, how can you really verify that that's true? Um, and you, you said something about um, you wish that there was someone here who could kind of, I guess, go against the grain of what we're saying. And I, and I had to think about it and I had to flash back over the years. And I can recall hearing people over the years, not necessarily family of mine, but just even friends and stuff talk or hearing their parents talk. And that is something that does has been pushed. But I think it is also because the misrepresentation of this phrase is people will say blood sticking in the water because for them, they look at it going, even if your friends come and go, your family will always be there. But I think they don't really flesh out what that even means. Even if you were to take the phrase as blood is thicker than water, you end up in a situation where you say true. 
Vicky, you and I have known each other, like you said, for 10 years. We got close over the, like, as, as we have over the past five. In that time, we have had conversations where you've actually challenged me. And that position for me was accepted from you because you're the kind of person based on our relationship that I can respect you coming to me with that position. And I go, okay, I can then look at myself and go, what is it that she's saying that for? And what do I need to do to adjust that? Certain people in my family could have said the same thing. And I'd have been like, well, listen, I don't think you're the person to come to me about anything because of X, Y, Z and so forth. But I think that also comes from the respect you have for a person and also the standard that you hold that person to and, and vice versa. So while I, I get that somebody here could come at it from a opposing view and maybe that might be an idea for something we can do later where we can kind of get people who may view things differently. But I think you're still spot on. So I was going to say, I, um, <clears throat> I just since I know we don't have much time left in this episode, but I, there was a Facebook post. I couldn't find it, but it was from one of my cousins. And I remember I commented on it like, mm-hmm. and it was uh, a guy yelling at a brick wall. And mm. it, it, in uh, the caption said, uh, trying to explain to your parents that their behavior was inappropriate. Mm. And I think that I, I think that happens so often that our, not just our parents, but our families believe in so much that what we have decided is right, is right, that they won't even acknowledge that maybe there's a different way to do the thing. Because it's been passed down a lot of times. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have a lot in this generation. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting seeing them because I have seen it quite a bit of these, uh, under 25s, that's what I call them. <laughs> These under 25s that straight up call out their parents. Yeah. And they should. Yeah. Your behavior was not okay. It doesn't mean you didn't love me, but let's acknowledge that leaving me at home to take care of all your kids, mm. toxic. Mm. Let's acknowledge never being sober. Mm. It's toxic. Mm. Let's acknowledge ignoring uncle so-and-so rubbing on someone's booty. The fact that you say, don't take the kids over to so-and-so's house, but don't beat the living shit out of so-and-so that you have to protect your kids from them is toxic. Mm. So yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up and I'm not sure if, I have a sibling, have a couple of them. So, but I have a sibling who would probably wholeheartedly agree with the, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, except for when it comes to, to, to me. But he has taught me so much about looking at things from deep, different perspectives. Right. Because I grew up, and my husband says it all the time pretending like everything is okay we just pretend like it's okay we don't talk about it or we'll we'll look at each other do the side eye and keep it moving we just keep pushing like it's not okay like okay we just pretend like oh ain't got nothing to do with me and i keep it moving 
His family deals with stuff directly. Mm. Now, it's far more volatile than I can tolerate because I come to a place from a bunch of ostriches. I love us, but we just pretend like everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody will say something out of pocket. Somebody will say something out of line. It'll get discussed all around the edges, but not directly. Yeah. And so he removed himself. Mm. My sibling removed himself. We talk seriously at this point maybe three four days a week and you know back in the day how open i had my house he chooses not to because he thinks that the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb Mm. that the way that the the way that he grew up and and the way that people talk to him he just can't it's a disconnect yeah in his mid-20s he remembers being at one of our aunt's house and everyone's like what are you doing you need to do this and kind of yelling at him you need to do this but i'ma say this out loud no one under the sound of my voice hugged my nine-year-old brother when he watched his mother die but 10 15 years later you want to yell at him about he needs to be a man and man up please so, like, when I, and we have this weird, I am weird. I'm peculiar and I take it. The reason why I am so, I acknowledge that men are real and men have feelings and men have emotions and I won't, don't know what it's like to be a man and I don't want to be a man, but I acknowledge that you're a human being is because of my brother. Hmm. And now I have two men that I'm raising and I am married So I am surrounded by men and I'm surrounded by men who are told that blood is thicker than water. And then sometimes that blood is toxic. It is, it's filled with leprosy because, and it's just, it's terrible. So, Wow. I, that was why I chose it. Well, it was a combination. It's a combination of people not acknowledging their past. It's a combination of you can create the family that you didn't have. There are people out there who probably don't get to talk to their family because it's too much. And it's okay. You're not alone. Yeah. There, there are a lot. And it's not true yeah. that that the the that your blood family is thicker than water. Because sometimes it's not true. And it's okay that it's not true. Yeah. And it's okay. So that that's my that's my summation for for the week. Uh, any more closing comments for you? I'm gonna be honest. I think you put that so eloquently that anything else I'd say after that just wouldn't do it justice. So I think we leave it there. All right. All right. That does it for this episode of Pick Truth. Um, I wanted to give a shout out and a thank you. I want to say thank you to. Clocko Multimedia Studios. Uh, you can find them at Clocko Studios and they, we'll mention them in the show notes. Um, but they have been doing our editing for us off and on for the past maybe uh, 13 or so episodes. And I just wanted to give them a shout out and just thank them for all their their work and helping me as we try to learn how to do this podcasting thing on our own. Um, so if you're ever in need of some multimedia work, I would have you reach out to them. Um, but with that, if you haven't done so already, please uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
uh, what else we do? TikTok, TikTok Twitter, twi- Twitter, the twit twit, uh, <laughs> we, the twit twit. <laughs> we got a Facebook group, um, and so and a, page. and a Facebook page. And if you uh, ever need to, we also have uh, our podcast on Facebook now. Yes. Um. So any avenue that we can take to kind of promote, we will. And as always, please. Send this show to two friends. There's two of them. Just like, listen, just send out a group text and like, yo, check this show out for yeah. my friends, Vicky and uh, Lamont. Uh, it's a good show. It's funny. You know, controversial at times. You know, we it got, is what it is. It is what it is. You no, know it uses for your walks. Actually, I, I have no issue saying it. I have a sibling who listens to the show and she actually told me today that she will be having conversations with you <laughs> as she's on her on her walk. She'll be like, that's what I'm saying, Vicky. Like she'll be having full conversations with you. Shout out, Lumisha. It was nice to meet you that other day at the <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, truthfully, everyone who has listened, uh, we do really appreciate it. Um, if you've taken the time to listen, even if you've never even told us, we appreciate it. I understand not everyone likes to be forthcoming with that type of action we appreciate it we love you for it you're part of this community and we're 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 here and come along with us we don't know where this is going we're just gonna keep going and see where it takes us all right so catch you next time later we can't pick truth without you send us your truths at pick truth mail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat 